Thank you for joining me for another episode of the I Paint Ideas podcast. I'm your host, Dao. I'm a visual artist and the founder of the Dao Art Gallery. And on this podcast, as you know, I want to give my art a voice and tell their stories. So today, without any further ado, I want to talk to you about my favorite painting, one of my favorite paintings called The Formless Substance. And I love it so much, I reserved it for my private collection. I actually love all my art. I love art, as you know, but this one is special. I had such a blast making it. It was 100% in the flow. It was just amazing. However, with that said, this painting kept me up at night for three days straight. No exaggeration. I'll tell you why a little later in the episode. But first, I want to tell you where you can see it. As always, I put links to the paintings in show notes and you can find show notes at ipaintideaspod.com and there you can find links to the painting, to other resources related to the artwork and you can also access show notes for this episode in the podcast app in the description section. So make sure you check it out. It's so cool if I can say so myself. So the formless substance or formless for short. So the inspiration for this painting came from a conversation with a dear friend, Shoshana Leakey. I interviewed Shoshana on the topic of leadership because Shoshana is an executive advisor with expertise in organizational development and leadership. And she works with senior executives and their teams to increase their personal effectiveness and maximize their ability to achieve results in the direction of their shared vision. And that's what we talked about. We talked about setting vision, achieving goals, transformation. And I can't even imagine anybody on this planet better than Shoshan to talk about these topics. And I'll also put her website in show notes as well, link to her website, shoshanaliki.com. So you can check her out, not because this is a paid advertisement, but because she is that good. She's my friend and she's an inspiration. Okay. So in this interview with Shoshan about leadership, we talked about achieving goals and we talked about the role of neuroscience and mindset and importance of being specific with what you want. And then we got on the topic of a book written by Wallace Waddles in 1910, so over 100 years ago, called The Science of Getting Rich. And at the time, I have to admit, I haven't read the book, but after my interview with Shoshana, I did. I actually listened to it. I got an audible and I listened to it while, you know, walking my dog. And there was a paragraph in that book that totally grabbed my attention. And this is the paragraph from chapter four. And this is what he wrote. The stuff from which all things are made is a substance that thinks. And a thought of form in this substance produces the form. Original substance moves according to its thoughts. Every form and process you see in nature is the visible expression of a thought in original substance. As the formless stuff thinks of a form, it takes that form. As it thinks of a motion, it makes that motion. That is the way all things were created. We live in a thought world which is part of a thought universe. Thought world in a thought universe? I love that. I mean, 
I paint ideas. Plus, you know, regardless of the topic of getting rich, I think he was really talking about the quantum nature of all things and being an abstract artist out of, out of all things and physics enthusiast, by the way, give me formless and give me quantum and I'm like all over it. And so this is this painting is my interpretation of the formless substance, quote unquote, from which everything is made off. That paragraph grabbed my attention so much so that I thought it was a brilliant idea for a painting. And I started listening to it over and over and over again. And I wasn't wrong. It was a good idea for a painting. Honestly, I really enjoyed taking Miss Bailey, my dog, Miss Bailey, for walks, listening to chapter four from Wallace's book and just getting to know what he was talking about, thinking about how his words from a hundred years ago relate to some of the concepts in quantum physics. Physics really influences a lot of my work. You'll see that as I cover more art on this podcast, but a couple of paintings come to mind. One is called the self-portrait, if I was a wave. And that's a nod to string theory. And then the other one is Indra's net. And both have their own stories. And I'll cover them in their own episodes coming up shortly. And I'll also put link to those paintings in show notes so you can see them. How does one paint a formless substance? You know, I thought this was probably the most straightforward assignment ever. Like, put paint on canvas and you're done. That's pretty much my philosophy about creating art. Put paint on canvas and that's all you have to do. How that happens, that's a different story, but that's all you have to do. But seriously, you know, it's formless. So I didn't feel I had to do much of anything that I would typically do in terms of drawings or studies or compositions. For example, for Internet, that one was about Calabia Manifold in 11 dimensions and I did build models and, and stuff like that in preparation, I didn't feel compelled to do anything like that in this case because it's formless. So no composition, no prep work, no studies, no drawings, nothing. And usually, you know, under normal circumstances, that would be something <laughs> that I would make sure I do and for the most part agonize about for weeks before I would actually get in front of the canvas. But not, not in this case. In this case, it's just put paint on canvas completely as random as you possibly can and make it as formless as you possibly can. However, there were a couple of things that did cross my mind. The first one was I didn't want the finished painting to have the right side up feel to it. Like I wanted it to be random enough to hang it on the wall any which way and it would be the right way. The second thing was that I wanted to have as little conscious influence on it as possible. And I tried to keep my mind from overthinking, as I often tend to do. So those are the two things that I was thinking about, aside from, you know, just make it as random as possible. So I set up a shop in my living room, which is light, high ceilings, airy, breezy, fun, it's great space. I, you know, my studio is where I am, where my canvas is, where my paint is. Uh, I don't need easel. I don't need brushes. I don't need nothing of that. Uh, I just need paint and canvas and that's it. So I made a studio out of my living room and I 
took a uh, square canvas that was already prepped for me. And it was about three feet by three feet. And it already had cobalt blue edges painted and, and dried and ready to go, which is my signature. I love cobalt blue. It's my favorite color, uh, which is the color of the Pacific Ocean, three miles of the coast of North Shore in Oahu, Hawaii. As seen from the shark cage, that's very important detail. So it was already prepped. And then I used cadmium orange to cover the entire canvas because I paint with my fingers. I don't know if you knew that, but um, I paint with my fingers or I paint with um, maybe a palette knife. And that's pretty much all I need. I don't like brushes, as you probably know already. But in my technique, when I use my fingers, sometimes I don't apply paint evenly on the canvas. It doesn't cover it all the way. And I don't like that. So I try to get ahead of it and prep the canvas before I start. And then I don't have to worry about what happens next. So I did that with cadmium orange. And then I grabbed my paints, which I don't know, they're only like eight colors, maybe. Uh, there's cadmium orange, red, yellow. There is Prussian blue, cobalt blue, ultramarine blue. I love blue. Black, white, not really colors. And maybe on occasion, I grab a purple and a green, a dark green. Uh, in my technique, I put colors next to each other and I rely on the observer uh, to mix the colors in the back of their head, in their brain for me. And... Um, I don't like to mix colors. I don't know how to mix colors. And especially the Prussian blue and the white, it, gave me, it just gives me this, uh, this color is like nails on chalkboard for me. I don't know why. It's just a color. I guess if it's a statement, it's okay. But just I just don't like using it. But anyways, I digress. So I got my paint. I got my canvas. I got my studio set up in the living room. And I was ready to go. And then, to make sure my mind was focused on something else and not overthinking this, I put my headphones in. I got a playlist from my daughter on Spotify, which was great. Uh, and then I started to paint. And I was singing and dancing and carrying on in my living room, putting paint on canvas. Occasionally, I did rotate the canvas. So I lose that obvious direction, orientation of the painting. So I, I did do that. Then after this playlist was over, I was done. So maybe 15, 20 songs and it was done. And time really flew, actually. I guess when you're in the zone, when you're in the flow, you kind of, the time stops. But it was done, it was finished. And I covered the whole canvas as randomly as possible. And usually what happens when I get to the stage I step away from the painting and they sit across the room from it and I look at it and I observe it and criticize it and basically give myself notes on what needs to be fixed and what needs to be left alone and if I'm happy with it, I'm not happy with it, if I think it's done or not done or whatever. So I give myself notes. So to help me do that, I use this tool as part of my creative process, which is my iPhone and I take a picture a photo of the painting from across the room from where I'm sitting I just take a picture of it with my phone nothing fancy at all and then I start playing digitally with that image sometimes I 
play with saturation or hues or contrast or exposure or whatever, you know, different filters. What that does is allows me to see through the painting, inside the painting, I can see the lines or the tones or the colors in, in a different way. What that also helps me with is it, it informs me how to proceed because it sees more than I can see with my naked eye. It also gives me 100% of the time, 200% of the time, a million percent of the time, new ideas for how to take this painting further, whether that's how to improve the painting itself or how to make more paintings from it. I get inspired from different ideas that come from this playtime with my phone and with different images that come out of it, you know, how to put this art on continuum, which I talked about on the art trends episode, or how to create digital extensions or NFTs or whatever the case may be. So it's very helpful. And I do it with every painting once I have it covered with paint. When the canvas is covered with paint, I start doing this kind of stuff. And it's always super helpful. And, you know, the creativity never stops, just keeps on going. It's a great reminder that that energy never stops and you can always make more art. So that's great. So in the case of formless, what I did is um, I dialed up the contrast. And that was the first thing that I did because I wanted to see the outlines of different colors. I actually wanted to see if there was a structure, you know, even though I was intentionally being random about it without any rhyme or reason or anything. It was just however I felt in the moment and put paint on, that was it. But I dialed up this contrast, right? And to my great surprise, I, I guess because I was expecting it to be formless and random, I was surprised to see different images of people and objects and animals and scenes and cartoon characters and movie characters and furniture and even Batman and Joker. And it freaked me out. I was just like, where did this come from? You know, I was, I was singing and dancing and having a good time and, and, and just, you know, randomly putting paint on canvas. I mean, that's, that's it. I know I said it like five million times already, but that's pretty much all I did. Where did this come from? Was it like some kind of you know subconscious download? Like seriously, where did it come from? Who is the thinker behind the thought? You know how I said I didn't want the painting to have orientation or, or direction at all? And the whole purpose of doing the square painting was to be able to, to turn it whichever way and be the right way. Well, that went out of the window because smack in the middle of it, I saw this child and governess, just like a period piece. And this child was looking at me and following me around the room with her little eyes and her little face. And she had a hood over her head. It was blue with, with the red on the inside of the hood. And she had like a backpack and her governess was giving her side eye and she had a hat with, with a big feather, you know, like in the old days. And it just freaked me out because it felt like, sh you know, she, she was seeing me, you know. Um, and then I started seeing the other images. There was a shipwreck 
on the beach. There was、um, a toucan, a boy playing on the floor, an armchair, a newspaper, and then there was this guy with a white shirt, like a linen shirt and、um, suspenders. I saw him, and then he disappeared, and then I couldn't find him anymore. I don't know where he went. Like every other image that I saw, I know where I saw it, and I can see it again. They're still there, you know. I didn't lose anybody else or anything else, but this guy was there for like a fleeting moment, and then it disappeared. And and to this day, I can't find him. That's a little disturbing <laughs> because because I'm like, where did he go? And so, anyways, that's where I stayed up for three nights in a row, three days, three nights, looking at this painting. At the dialab image of it with contrast, right?、Uh, looking at these forms in this formless substance, and then I thought myself, like th- third night, <laughs> I thought myself, I'm going mad. This is insanity. And then, just to let other people know how insane I am, I start asking them what they see, you know. And I got a bunch of people involved looking at the painting just the same way I was. And seeing things and reporting back, and some of the things that they saw, I saw, and some of the things I saw, they saw, and some of the things I saw, they didn't see, and some of the things they saw, I didn't see, and and it was such an interesting experience to have that shared experience and completely unique experience simultaneously looking at the same piece. That was just so cool and so interesting. And、um, totally fascinating. What actually spooked me the most, I think, is that I never intended to paint any of it. I didn't paint any of it. So where did it come from? But I did intend to let the viewer give form to the formless. Like that was the point, and I think it was successful in that sense. But even without any intention on my part. The painting found its direction and composition and colors and balance. It felt like all the pieces just fell into place, and that was totally fascinating. And I think that's why I like art so much because it always surprises me every single time. Oh,、uh, and I just remembered—I forgot to mention this at the beginning—but I go through a ritual of gratitude before. I start painting, so I do research. I do I do my prep work with the models or drawings or studies or whatever, and then when I'm ready to actually paint, put paint on canvas,、um, I have this ritual of giving gratitude to art, to inspiration, to creativity, because I feel art is energy, and so I want to connect with that energy before I start working. And what was interesting in this case. Waddles actually wrote in this book about gratitude. This is what he actually wrote about it. He wrote, "Gratitude unifies the minds of men with intelligence of substance, so that men's thoughts are received by the formless. A person can remain upon the creative plane only by uniting himself with the formless intelligence through a deep and continuous feeling of gratitude." How cool is that? I hope. That the gratitude did connect us in this case because I don't feel like painted any of it. I painted all of it, but then I don't feel like painted any of it. And speaking of gratitude, first of all, 
Thank you, my love, for listening. And thank you to Art for co-creating with me and collaborating with me. And of course, thank you, Shoshan, for the original inspiration and introduction to this book and to Wallace Waddles for his words and explanation of the formless substance as inspiration for this piece. It's just been such a great experience. And I'm so grateful to share with you. And now before I go, I would like to ask you to share with me what images or forms do you recognize in this painting? As I mentioned before, the link to the painting is in show notes. Go on Instagram, connect with me on Instagram at DioArt and just DM me and let me know. Let me know what you see. I'm dying to know because I want to do a compilation of all these images that come out of this painting. Make sure to do that, please, for me. I would love to know. I would absolutely love to know. Again, the link to the painting is in show notes. The show notes are at ipaintideaspod.com. You can also get it through description. So if you go into the description of this episode in your favorite podcast app, where are you listening, right? You'll be able to get the show notes from there as well. Thanks again for tuning in and listening and make sure to subscribe and leave a review and have the most brilliant, brilliant day. I'm grateful for you.